GPS, powered by Seat. Welcome to Line Noise. It gives me an immense amount of pleasure to announce our guest, one of the founders of techno music, a house music pop star and a ceaseless innovator, Kevin Saunson, a.k.a. E-Dancer in a City et al. Uh, we were speaking to Mark the release of a new E-Dancer record, Regenerate, which sees a new generation of techno artists take on his classic work. Naturally, we ended up talking about Jungle, Detroit, We Papago Rappers and Idris Elbar. Sadly, we had a few audio problems with this interview. We started off on one system, which was working beautifully and smoothly until Kevin's voice became incredibly distorted. Um, and he was nice enough uh, to say it didn't matter and we could move to Zoom. So you'll hear a few audio wobbles, but I promise you the interview is very much worth it. How's life? Life yeah. is good. Staying busy. I'm in Arizona right now at the moment. Have a little bit of a, a break, a kind of vacation baseball vacation so i try to keep myself busy and enjoy my time and i'm not traveling the world playing baseball or watching it yeah i play baseball but you know it's like a men's adult league tournament type of style very competitive so so i come out here once a year for this this is the time i come so i thought american football was your game Oh well, yeah. Back in the day, hey, I'm, I'm like, I can't be getting hit like that no more. <laughs> oh no, I can't handle that no more. <laughs> cool. Well, look, it's lovely to speak to you, and congratulations on 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 the new album. Um, thank you, thank you. First thing I want to ask is, where does E Dancer fit into your work? Well, it's just my alter ego. It's me just doing something completely different it's very underground very dark and it's, it's just a, a project that i developed i was creating all these different aliases and i thought like let me just focus on one other alias outside of in the city basically that was techno related uh and you know even, even though it's techno it's pits it usually crosses the path of in between house and techno, where both anybody who plays house usually will play a, a certain e dancer track. So, you know, and my vision was just uh, 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 being uh, on a great sound system and imagining how people would hear this project. Uh, I used to go to the Paradise Garage when I was younger and experienced Larry Devan. And so I always had this vision of what my sounds would sound like through a system like that. So this may sound a ridiculous this may sound a ridiculous question to ask, but if Larry Levan was, was still alive, um, do you think he'd be playing things like E Dancer? I think certain tracks definitely would fit into there. Uh, I think he would play a track like Feel the Mood. From my, from my original E-Dancer record. Uh, yeah, I think he would. Because Larry played stuff like Supernature. And Supernature was outside the box, uh, but, you know, had these bizarre, unique vocals with harmonies. The music was very uh, um, synthetic, should I say, synth bass at the same time as being a live band but uh it had that unique appreciation feel and i think larry 
would play something like a dance track for sure. Do you have a very clear idea of, of what fits with your different names, like Tronic House, or is it quite fluid? Uh, the reason I'm asking is because Arnhem Gay is on the album as E-Dancer, but it was originally in a city, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Basically, I recovered my own record just because it really shouldn't have been a the city record. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, I was in the studio uh, creating. Uh, actually, I was working on uh, uh, inner city record, and I finished it. And I had this extra time. I was in London, so I got to create this track. And because I was on inner city's <laughs> budget at the time, I just thought, well. That's in the city record, but it really wasn't in the city record. <laughs> so, so that's why that shifted. But like Tronic House was me using, I was influenced a little by the breaks in, in Europe. So, especially that was going on in the rave scene. I really like breaks. I thought it was funky, they was groovy. And these breaks that the 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 rave records were using at the time, I wanted to uh create something. Uh, that fit in uh but also use brakes so that's that was intentional you know done uh obviously in the city's in the city so that was like my vocal project dance group uh i had reach project it was more soulful uh uplifting type of down you know uh deeper type of uh, record with various singers from detroit so in ways, some of it did, but there was stuff like Issa Rae. That really was E-Dancer in reality, but, you know, that probably came before E-Dancer. So it helped me evolve into saying, okay, well, let me cut all these aliases out and have Inner City and E-Dancer. And then, you know, I have Kevin Saunderson sometime where I collaborate now with different people, just Kevin Saunderson. Uh, and example, Patrick Toppin or Kevin Saunderson and Kink. You know, I did, you know, tracks with them. So it's kind of changed and it's just that way now. So won't have all those aliases and haven't really had them in years, but that's how we kind of evolved and got to E-Dance. And that was the point where the audio started to distort horribly. Thank you, technology. Uh, and sorry for that. Anyway, we moved to Zoom to continue with the interview. Sorry, I asked. I, I know I already asked you this, but like the, the the quality, I could barely hear what you were saying. I asked you, what do you think of the state of techno today? Um, I think the state of techno is. I mean, it's in a good way. It's just, uh, you know, a lot of tracks you have to go to to find a good track or a track. Should I say that? I'm comfortable with playing or that I like that I can feel. I think you, it's just so much music you have to listen to, to have a set and keep it interesting. You know, uh, I think there's a lot of music out here just being made because people are inspired and they're trying to make what they feel music should be, you know, the next direction. So don't always work for me, but you know, I, it's always great tracks from the past that new people don't know, new kids, new kids don't know that work. So I, I, you know, for me, I play a combination of old stuff, new stuff, whatever's good, you know, educate people, uh, um, 
you know, that's kind of my approach. But you do have to really listen to tons of records. I, one time I'd listen to 100 records to find two good records. So, And what about in Detroit? What's it like at the moment? Detroit is... You know, Detroit is good. I mean, we have uh, the festival that hasn't happened in a couple of years because of the pandemic, but that's always been powerful and, and a great thing to have in Detroit uh, that people come to from around the states or from around the world and to see Detroiters and other artists play all together where this music has, you know, was, was really started, you know, and um we have continual events that happen smaller events usually sometimes a big event but you know people come out and they enjoy themselves uh and they party to they can party to house techno tech house uh techno of course uh across the board you know uh, so detroit is fine and i think the states especially the West Coast, is, is, is rapidly growing at a pace uh, that I haven't seen before. I mean, people going out in huge crowds, five to 6,000 people, you know, in New York, uh, big events I played recently, uh, LA. Uh, I just played an event. Carl Cox was there at the same time. Uh, it just shows that people really want to go out and and experience techno and, and i think they come from a lot of the kids from america come from originally edm and they kind of move over into you know uh, uh they, they kind of find themselves through techno and through house or tech house they, they kind of filtering where back in the day you know you just most kids like like okay trance became big and you know, progressive, and that's what everybody listened to. Well, now you have everybody is kind of intertwining, and the music uh, genres that's out there have led people into techno that maybe was inspired from techno, but wasn't techno sounded. You know what I mean? That became big commercial records and are played on radio, whatever. But it's kind of helped in that capacity. So, and it's nice to play for crowds where you don't feel like, okay, I got to play this type of sound. I mean, I always play whatever, but you get on a stage and promoters don't want to necessarily put a DJ uh, that's playing like techno on a on this big main stage because he has trap or whatever, and they think it won't all intertwine, but it's showing that now it does intertwine, which is always my philosophy. You know, the bottom line is good music. People want to dance and you have to take them on a journey and let them experience it. But, you know, so people seem to be happening in, in a bigger way than I've seen in America, at least. You know, I mean, Europe's always been pretty good and always rapidly growing anyway and changing, but still staying strong. I wanted to ask about about working with your son, if I can, because I've got two yeah. children, and um, the one thing they don't want to listen to is any of the music that I listen to. 
Um, <laughs> Uh, how how did you do it with your kids? Like, were, were you always playing your music around? Did they always like it, or did they? Was there a time when they're like, "No, dads, we're not listening to this." They well, I mean, they grew up around music and hearing to four on the floor, but they had no interest in music. It really happened as they became adults, young adults, and it happened not through me, through their own friends being inspired by me like your dad is this blah 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 he created this and 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 i guess they started thinking like you know hey you know they keep talking about dad they go to school people talk about the teachers might say i know you seen your dad was playing the festival he's so great or whatever blah 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 um and I think it just subconsciously rubbed off on them and it was really in them it just took time they had to. It had to come out in their own time, in their own way. Uh, for example, Dantes was living with a. He moved out. He was old. You know, he decided to move with some friends. Well, the friends he moved with were DJs, or you know, or they had DJ equipment, should I say? And he called himself a DJ and trying to DJ, and, and they had some music group, like a few pieces, you know. So, you know, by being around them every day. It, that's the life they live. Because when you're a DJ and you make music, that's what you do. You, you you go to work. As soon as you come home, you practice on, on the tables or you get the drum machine out and you're, uh, um, you know, working on drum patterns. So I think by being around all of them, they uh, they were inspired, especially down to this. And then he moved back home telling me he was a DJ. I said, how are you going to be a DJ? You didn't leave here, DJ. So how are you a DJ? And he always wanted to be in the studio all of a sudden. And so he got so serious. I seen he was serious. I decided to take him around the world and travel and experience me touring. And it just kept evolving. But, you know, uh, they were really into a lot of hip hop and stuff like that as growing up. It just evolved and changed and, you know, developed to the point where it became a passion and love for, for both of them. And if there's one track I should play, <clears throat> I should play to my kids to get them into your music, what would you recommend? They're quite young. They're seven and eight. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a tough one. Uh, ooh, one track. Uh, maybe Velocity Funk. Okay. Why? You know, it's got a lot of energy. It's got a lot of energy. It's very catchy. And, you know, the drop really kicks in really well. And it just, you know, you just feel this, you just powerful energy. So maybe they just, just, just feel it like that. And, you know, it's, it's, it's the one track that seemed like it's always worked, no matter, no matter who. And I was going to ask, working working with Dantes, um, he's in Inner City now. Um, yeah. Uh, who, if you and him are making a track, an Inner City track, who gets yeah. the final say? I always get the final say. <laughs> I always get the final say. He, he He's pretty easy going. I mean, we're both pretty easy going, but, you know, I steer him in directions. He works on different chords, different arrangements, and I give my input. And he usually make adjustments, and then it, I finish the track off. So that's why 
I, I get the final state. He kind of starts it, not finish. Talking of Inner City, why, why did you decide to make a, a new album, which I really enjoyed, by the way? Yeah, thank you, thank you. Well, because we hadn't made a record in, in years, I recreated the group. It, it became younger just because Paris had retired. She was no longer going to be singing. And we had these classic records like Big Fun and Good Life and Hallelujah or whatever. Just this historical presence of, of music. And I felt like I still wanted to create records like that. But instead of doing it under a different name, it, it, timing came because Dante started creating. And then I started realizing he started, he, he had a lot of me in him and sounded like me and and he liked vocals it wasn't like he just he was working on you know uh, different chords that that work with vocals it wasn't just all about being completely underground and you know it was more that was just a natural thing for him. And when he when i heard that and the combination of him making music and us doing a I decided to do this uh, movement in Detroit, asked me to, to, could I do in a city? And I was like, well, there's no pairs. I would have to find another singer. It's like a 30 year anniversary type of thing. Uh, and I, I found Stephanie and I thought she fit the bill just by her performances, looking at her, her, her videos and talking with her and hearing her sing. Um, no one sounds like Paris. She couldn't sound like Paris, but she had her own character. So after we started, we did the show, and it went down so well, that's when it really clicked to me that we can keep going. We can keep making music. And Dante is really into the future. And, and they both, obviously, Dante is my son, and Stephanie's somewhere in between, you know, as far as age. So I thought, it, it, it'd be good because now we can go out and perform the hits as well as create new music and that's what led us into making a new album because now you know I had the, the right team around me and we can move forward what I loved about the album was I thought it nodded to classic in a city but it wasn't a retro record if you know what I mean it sounded modern yeah yes and that's important I, you know, like I remember having a conversation with a gentleman about us touring at an agency in America. And he was like, well, we don't really do uh, lethargic or classic acts. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not a classic act just because I got classic music. You know, I have hits, but I'm not done. I mean, I'm, I'm making music into the future. I, I love technology. We're not trying to be on stage. Uh, being some old group from the past, you know, I'm, you know, but he didn't really understand that. And, you know, so obviously we did the album and, you know, it wasn't meant to be classic. It was meant to be modern in a city, but still have some of the flavor that people could remember, you know, that knew in a city back in the day. So, yes, that, that was definitely intended. And, we continue to make music now, so there'll be another record. Oh, great. And how, how did you hook up with Idris Elba? Idris was, uh, I, I see Idris every now and then, like on different uh, platforms, DJN and stuff like that. And um, 
he played Big Fun at Coachella, and a buddy sent me a clip of it. And once I seen that clip, I felt like I felt the need to contact Idris and say we should work together. We should try to create an track together because uh, I knew he made some music. Obviously, I knew he's you know uh, actor and and all that, but I knew I could feel that he had a passion for the music. It wasn't like fake you know, just jump on the bandwagon type of thing. He, you know, he'd been around and, you know, he, he loved music. You know, I could feel something. So I thought, like, let me contact him. So I had my management reach out to his management and tell him that I wanted to work with him. They got back with us straight away and hooked me and Idris up. We had a conversation, and which led to him coming to Detroit. And uh, uh, also, working on two tracks we all moved together and uh the track that came out on uh uh the fact that only you you know not only you uh man, i can't think of the title so many titles but uh, uh um the track i did with Idris. so uh yeah. um that's kind of what led to it and we just kicked it off really well um that's 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 why you know uh, to to ask about e dancer um yeah and you e dancer like previously hadn't been remixed very much um nope. suddenly you've got like Fifteen or so of people reading. <laughs> yeah, no. How uh, did it feel? Is it like handing over your, your your children, or is it? Do you I like say it again? How how do how does like, it feel like, handing over your 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 work to be remixed? Yeah, it's it's fine for me. You know, some people are very particular. Uh, I've never been particular about letting people remix my record because I'm you know I was the first person to take a record and completely lose the music and put all my music to it. So I'm kind of part of the issue why remixes are have become the way they are compared to how remixes were done in the past by people like Chef Pettibone, Jelly Bean, Benitez, etc. So for me, it never was an issue uh, to do it, but I had no real reason or want the need at the time to do it previously i thought this time around it was i had did this uh i have reissued the e-dancer album anyway a few years ago changed a few things mixed it over but not remix wise it's really more you know i might have added a snare roll here uh some extra hats so then i thought like that was to educate new generation of djs new people uh, to e-dancer. So this phase, when me and Adam got to talking, I thought it'd be good to select some remixes who are out there driving music. Because, you know, I always try to evolve and connect my music with newer generations. And there's a way for people to connect that didn't know me, even though they're connecting through remixes. It just brings more people into some of the history of the music, and they will go back too. And and, and obviously, it led to me 
doing the performance for Adam Bear, p- playing in front of a whole different crowd that I'm sure 99% of them didn't know who the heck the dancer was, Kevin Sonneson was. Now they do. And now they got interest in the music. It seems to be doing very well. And, you know, I, I didn't mind. I didn't mind, you know, uh, letting people touch my record. Because, you know, no matter what, the original is the original. Everything comes from some original source and, you know, everything goes in circles. And I thought, like, uh, let, let's give it a try. And then, you know, my next goal is uh, to release new e-dancing material. So it's kind of an educational process at the same time. I was looking today at the things that you have remixed. Um, because I remember recently there were some people talking about a remix you did for We Papa Girl Rappers. Um, yeah. The start of the 90s, which is an excellent remix. I hadn't heard it before. Um, and I was really? Gonna, <laughs> okay. I heard, it, I heard it like a few months ago, so I can't remember why someone was talking about it. Someone was talking about it, and I was like, really? Yeah. I was like, oh, it's excellent. And I, I saw today you, you remixed Sam Fox as well, which obviously... Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did a bunch of remixes. I, you know, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, I did, did tons of remixes. Were you were you kind of tuned in with what was happening uh, in sort of UK pop at the time, or was it a case of you know you'd hear the track and you'd realise you could do something with it? Yeah, I wasn't. You know, it, it was the beginning. Just to think of it like, okay, techno music is starting to take some notice. My manager had interest, and some get some people to let me do some work. I was in the UK, especially with the Wee Papa Girls. That was like. You know, uh, first time being in a studio that felt like a spaceship, didn't know, you know, so many buttons. and I could order any kind of piece of equipment that was available. Uh, uh, so it was just um, um, the beginning. And actually, that happened. And, and I did, I did, Sam, I did the Wee Papa Girls in the 80, in, in uh, 80, 80, uh, 88, you know, let me think, 88? Yeah, 88. I did it as Big Fun was also, you know, coming out. So I did that because I was over there doing promo. Um, But, um, you you know, uh, they play the track, but you don't really know until you get in the studio what you can use or what you can't use. And it was the beginning of a remake, like we know it. I got it in, listen to that tape. I said, I don't want to use none of this. That's what I said to myself, besides the vocals. And I started using the vocals, the combination, uh, and sampling the vocals, and I am just producing a whole new track under it. And that felt right to me, and that felt like what I should do at the time. I think I sped it up, too. So, yeah, you know, and that was my approach on most remixes, you know, and then obviously... I was in high demand because because of because of the Wee Papa Girl. So I just started doing a ton of ton of remixes to make money, of course. And what I love doing is making music, but it's not always easy doing a remix. You know, it's very challenging at many times. Uh, um, you know, as well. And then as as I started having success, I could be more selective. I wasn't so selective in the beginning, just because. You know, I, I wanted to make money too. I, you know, it was the beginning of me making real money. You know, not working at uh, Burger King or working somewhere making four dollars an hour. You know, 
One of my favourite remixes from that time is your um, remix of New Order, Round and Round. Were you a fan of theirs, like with their their electronic oh. sort of rock thing? Yeah. yeah. I actually did like uh, New Order, more or less. Uh, uh, it was real uh, Blue Monday. It was Blue Monday was really the track that I liked the most. Uh, I wouldn't say I really followed the, all the music of the album, but that one was the one. Mm-hmm. So, um, I suppose fin- final thing I, I want to ask because I've, I've kept you far too long. There, there's a new E Dancer track yeah. Eyes on 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 the new album. Um, it's the yeah. only song that's not that's not remix. It's kind of very new. I mean, what were you? What was your intention with with that track? Um, and is that a kind of indication of of how you're going to be going forward? Um, it was just how I was feeling at the moment. I thought. It'd be interesting to, I want to lead people. I do want to lead people into knowing that there's more coming. It's not like, you know, the E-Dance is not done. And, you know, um, um, it was just what I was feeling at the moment and in the studio. And I thought it would fit in to the album and still show people I'm still out here staying active musically. And, uh, you know, uh, with more to come. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Thank you so much for taking the time. Um, apologies for the technical problems. Uh, hey, we, we got it done. Exactly. I was just going to say, I, 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 it's one of the pleasures of talking to you. I remember seeing Inner City playing Top of the Pops back when I was like 10, 11 or something like that. <laughs> right, right. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think I'd be talking with you uh, 30, 35 years later. It's, uh, it's quite something. Unbelievable. <laughs> who knows? Who knew me? This the scene was going to be around, and I was still going to be around doing music, and and it would grow like this. But hey, I'm glad. That's that. That's that's a, a powerful thing. I tell you, it's powerful stuff hearing techno at, at, at ten years old. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I'm sure. Definitely. Definitely back then. So. All right, but well, hopefully your kids don't run and say, Daddy, cut that music off and they like my track. <laughs> I'm gonna try. I'm gonna put Velocity Funk on when when they when they when they get back. And I reckon they'll they'll okay. like it. I hope so. All right. All right. Nice All right. speak to you. Take care. All right.